Good evening. I'm Steve Ludwig I'm with the Rock of Ages Prison Ministry. I'm also the off-site assistant pastor here at Gospel Baptist Church. Appreciate the opportunity, Pastor Lattell, asking me to uh, be able to preach here on a Sunday night here at Gospel Baptist Church. What a privilege it is to be able to preach and appreciate the opportunity. I do want to say before I get into tonight's message that um, the Lord has been very gracious and good. I'm so thankful that uh, I've been able to get back into the jail there at Naples and be able to minister to those men there. So praise the Lord for the, His goodness there and what He's done. What I'd like to do tonight is I'd like to bring a message to you, uh, something that God's put on my heart. I begin to seek the Lord and ask the Lord what He wanted uh, for this time. And uh, the Lord, I kind of knew what He wanted, but uh, through the mail I received a letter uh, from a, a man who was incarcerated there at Naples Jail, and it confirmed, gave me exactly what God wanted. And so I'd like to bring you a message tonight, and we're going to look in Matthew chapter number 4, verse number 19. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture to you. And the Bible says this in Matthew four nineteen, And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to help us as we look into his word here tonight. Father, we come to you. And Lord, we're so thankful that we can come to you anytime, any place. Lord, thank you that you're always present. And Holy Spirit of God, I just pray, would you meet with us? Would you speak to us? Lord, I know that we are in different locations. Some are listening online through audio and different means. And Lord, I just pray, may your Holy Spirit work in our hearts and help us to get what you would have us to, to receive from your word here tonight. Lord, I pray that you would just fill me. You would use me in a mighty way, and I thank you for your goodness and your grace. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. As we look in this passage, as we look at some thoughts, and uh, the Word of God, we understand that the first thing, we cannot be saved without Jesus Christ. We first have to realize that we're sinners and we need a Savior. But just equally important for believers, those who have trusted Christ, we cannot live the Christian life without the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't do it. There in Matthew 4.19, it says, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Every believer is to follow Christ and to fish for men. If we're going to obey the Lord then we must understand some truths. And here are some truths I want to give you. These are things that are nothing new, but they're still very vital and very important to our Christian lives. First of all, we see in 2 Peter 3, 9, God wants everyone to be saved. God wants everyone. The Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the first thing I uh, understand these truths that God wants us to obey is this. He wants everyone to be saved. Also, God uses people to do his work. God uses people. If you proceed back into Mark chapter number three, and as you read about this, this is where Jesus is ordaining the 12. He is calling the 12 disciples or apostles. He's calling these men to do a work that he has for them to do. 
Well, he also is calling us, and he has a work for us as believers in Christ for us to do. So God uses people. Not only does God use people, not only does God want everyone to be saved, every one of God's children is commanded to live a holy life, is commanded to live a holy life. In uh, 1 Peter 1.16, it says this, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. One of the things that we're going to see as we follow Christ, as we follow Him and emulate Him and imitate Him, our lives becomes more like Him, and therefore it brings holiness. And then we also see the Holy Spirit gives us power to live a holy life. The Holy Spirit gives us power to live a holy life. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all those things you ask. And it, he gives us the power. He gives us the power to live and to live a holy life. And then lastly, God does his work in this world through the local church. Thank God for the local church. God used these disciples to develop the local church, and the local church is still going on. So these are some truths we must understand. But now as we get, continue on, following Christ, is, and this is the title, the topic of my message, following Christ and fishing for men. Following Christ and fishing for men, there's some things, and the first thing that I want you to see is this. This is the following me, follow me. This is the principle. A principle is something that governs you, that guides you, that enables you, that helps you to be what God wants you to be. And God has given us many principles. When I looked up the word follow, the word follow simply means this, to go after or behind. To walk. And then it also says ride or move behind, but here's the key, but in the same direction. It also, the word follow means this, to pursue, to accompany. God is giving us a command, and that command and this principle that he's trying to show us in here, and it's the first call in our lives is here it is, to be with him, to be with him. See, if we're going to be a follower of Christ, We've got to be with him. We've got to spend time with him. The Bible says there in Mark 3.14, and he ordained 12 that they should be with him. And then it goes on, and that he might send them forth to preach. The first principle that God is trying to show us in this following is that the following, we've got to be with him. Now, obviously, Christ is in heaven and uh, we are here on this earth. But how, do we, how are we to be with him as Christians? How can we do this? This is where we take time by reading God's word. Pastor Latell nails this all the time. How important it is for us to read our Bibles. When we read our Bibles, it's our time to be with him. Not only reading our Bibles, but our prayer time. Our prayer time is to be with him. I think about the song, and he walks with me, and he talks with me. Boy, that's, that's the essence of prayer. That's our opportunity to be with him. When I think about this following, I'm going to give you an analogy here, uh, something that I experienced, and maybe a lot of you, when you were a child, you also played this game. This game was called Follow the Leader. The Follow the Leader uh, was a game where simply there was a leader and there are followers, and the followers had to do some things. First of all, the followers had to be with the leader. 
because they had to pay attention to what the leader wanted. So the elements or characteristics of, of this game is, hey, you got to be aware of who the leader is. And we know who the leader should be in our lives. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. But in this game, we got to be aware, you got to be with the leader. But here's also this. What follow the leader needs is obedience. Because if the followers do not follow the commands of the leader, then you and I can't be the, the, the follower that we need to be. And God chooses to make us followers before he places into position to be a leader. And so not only we see obedience is important, but here's the two things. We need to see the leader. See, keep our eyes on the leader. Pay attention what the leader is doing. Watch the leader. Keep our eyes on the leader. And it, by watching, we can see what he does and we can emulate it. We can do what that leader is doing because that's the whole principle of following the leader. But not only seeing, you say, hey, if a person was physically blind and they couldn't see, uh, they could still play follow the leader. Yes, that's correct. And here it is. They must learn to listen. Because if you don't listen to the leader, you're not going to follow the leader. And God gives us these things in, in, in this simple game that I'm just explaining to you that we got to keep our eyes. We got to be with a leader. We got to see the leader. We got to listen to the leader. And we got to obey the leader. That's the same concept in our Christian lives. We got to be with the leader. We got to keep our eyes on the leader, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that this epidemic of coronavirus and all this craziness that is going on in, in our world today, I believe it's an opportunity that God's saying, hey, your eyes are getting all over the place. You're focusing on things that are not need to be focused on. Get your eyes back on me. Start following me. The concept of follow Christ is what he wants. And so we see this follow. I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to look up the word follow. I challenge you in the days to come to do this. The word follow has a lot, boy, there's a lot of references in God's word on this word follow. I'm going to give you just a few. I'm just going to hit the mountaintops of this word of follow. But the first one that I want to give to you is this, Matthew 9, 9. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, follow me, and he arose and followed him. And so we see right here, here's a follow. Jesus is calling people. By the way, he's still calling people to follow him. But we also see Matthew 16, 24. The Bible says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, that's following. Okay, that's following him. And he says, Let him deny himself. Wow. One of the things, if we are going to become a good follower of Christ, we got to deny ourselves. We got to deny ourselves, not what we want, not what we desire, but what Christ wants. And then we also see in that passage of Scripture, and then he says, let him deny himself, take up his cross. We all have a cross that we have to bear. And by the way, this kind of helps us understand that when you choose to live for Christ, it will cost you something. It will have something that you will have to give up or you'll have to get away from. And so God is showing us this in the scriptures about follow. It also says in First Thess, or excuse me, First Timothy, 
chapter number 6 and verse number 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. That's where I was said while just a moment ago, there are some things God wants us to get out of our lives. He says, hey, get away from those things. If you're going to be a true follower of Christ, there are some things you got to put off. And he names those things in the verses preceding that. But where I want to draw your attention to this, follow after. And he names some things we're to follow after. We're to follow after righteousness, godliness. The Bible says there uh, that um, exercise profit a little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. And then it also says faith, love, patience, meekness. These are the things that we are to follow after. It also says, 2 Timothy 2.22, flee also youthful lusts, and here it is again, follow righteousness. Let me say this, what is righteousness? Righteousness is Jesus Christ. And that's what he's saying, follow me, follow me. Hey, and by the way, when we follow Christ, this whole concept of following Christ is this, we're paying such attention to him, his, his gestures, his compassion, his love for people, and what he does. Before long, we're emulating those same things because his passion becomes our passion. His desires become our desires. And then what we begin to do, why? Because we're following after him. We're being like Christ. And what a blessing it is to be like Christ because then we have these attributes these attributes are the fruits of the Spirit as, as we're going through here. And so what a blessing to see this. So we see the principle. The principle, the key principle is this, is to follow me. Who is that? That's Jesus Christ. Follow him. So as we continue on, we see the principle. Now I want to take you on to the priority. The priority. The priority is what? It's fishing. Boy, you know, as I've been thinking about this uh, coronavirus and this craziness is going on, you know, I still do not understand this. Why is toilet paper the priority? To me, I need food. I need water. That is priority. And you know what? It's so easy to get our priorities out of order, to get them out of line, to get them especially out of the way that God wants them to be. The priority God establishes for the Christian life is following Christ, and here it is, and fishing. Now here it is, fishing for men. The reason Jesus Christ came to this earth was to seek and to save that which is lost. That's Luke 19.10. And God's, that was his purpose. As I said earlier in the message, uh, that God confirmed this message in my heart when I received a letter. And I received this letter from this uh, man that I had the privilege to minister to there in Naples Jail Center. And uh, I just want to read you just a small portion of what he wrote to me, what stirred my heart, what encouraged my heart, and not only encouraged my heart, it challenged my heart. He wrote in his letter, and by the way, uh, I do not know if he got saved through our minute, through my ministry there. I don't know, but I know he is a child of God, and I know that he has a desire to follow God. And I see that now, and what a blessing. Let me read to you. Now he's fishing. He, he wrote in his letter to me, in the latter part of his letter, he wrote this, I begin to help win souls for Christ 
and it has really opened my eyes, and here he says it, for my purpose on earth. For my purpose on earth. Let me tell you, Christians, let me tell you, people, that that our purpose of being on this earth is not to have a great job. It's not to have a huge income. It's not to have a nice uh, Mercedes-Benz car or some extravagant car. It's not that our purpose and our priority on this earth is to seek and to save those who are lost. It's to tell others about Christ. That's our priority. That is our purpose. And when this man wrote me this letter, boy, it stirred me. It encouraged me. And it challenged me, as I said. He continues on, and what a blessing it is. He says, I have included his name and address so that you can send him Bible studies so he can start to get more involved with the Word. And then he says, thank you in advance, and I send prayers your way. Wow, here's a man that, here it is, here's the process. He started following he started following Christ. He started keeping his eyes on Christ. He began to do the things, that, and listening, seeing, and now God's putting people in his life that now he can tell them what Christ did for him, and now he's bringing other people to Christ. And as I was driving here, and as I was thinking about the message that I was going to preach here tonight, uh, God began to show me this. He began to show me God puts people into our lives for purpose. And he wants us to keep the priority of fishing. He wants us to continue to fish. By the way, you can't catch if you don't cast. And he wants us to constantly be casting, being out there, being aware of people. One of the privileges that I get at the jail, and and God just made this known to me, made me aware of this, is that many times they'll put a request in through the kiosk, and they'll say, I want to talk with a chaplain. One of the things the Holy Spirit will do is this. I will go with compassion. I will go with love, but I want to, ready? I want to cast. I want to find out and give them, hey, here's Jesus Christ. Do you know him as your Savior? And by the way, it's so easy with the cares of this world and the things we have. We all have families. We have jobs. We have events taking place. But you know what? I think about this, and I keep referring to this, this coronavirus and this craziness. Maybe God's trying to get Christians to get their focus back on the right priorities. The right priority is fishing. We need to be fishing for the souls of men and women. We need to get back to the main thing. It's an amazing thing. The Lord Jesus found men who had been catching live fish and casting them aside to die. He called them to fish for men who are dead in trespasses and sins, and to give them the gospel, and listen to this, that they might be made alive through Christ. God called these ordinary people, not with any extravagant abilities, God called ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And God gave them the power to do this. And so he wants us to keep our priorities straight, keep our focus straight. And then also the principle there, keep the principle, keep the following. And then lastly, as we look at the last thing that I want to share with you tonight is this. We see first the principle. The principle is follow. The priority is fishing. But I want you to see the progression, 
the progression. The, the progression is this. It's faith. It's faith. Notice the progression of Matthew 4.19. It says this, We know that we are to be fishers of men, to be, to be bringing people to Christ. But how? The Lord said this, I will make you. Do you believe that God will put people into your life that he wants you to minister to? He wants you to fish for? I believe he will. And that his word promises, I will make you. Not hope to make you. He says, I will make you fishers of men. If we're not fishing for men, it's obvious we're not following him. If we're not following him and his passion, by the way, his passions will be our passion. His purpose will be our purpose. The progression is this. As we follow Christ, he makes us fishers of men. And you, what you're going to find out is this. When you begin to follow him, he'll place these people into your life. I'll never forget this. Uh, as I got saved, after I got saved, and I said, God, I, man, I just want to do whatever you want. I want to follow you. I want to be your servant. I will do whatever. And it was amazing the people he began to put in place in my life, people that I never had any contact with, people whom I didn't even know. God will put people in there. If we follow him, he will. He promises. And we just need to believe God. We need to trust God that he will place someone in our lives. Uh, I just recently got an uh, email from Rock of Ages, and uh, there's one of our missionaries, and uh, he's, he's up in the age and where they're supposed to you know, stay in their homes for a period of time because they're susceptible to the coronavirus. And uh, this missionary, our Rock of Ages missionary, said they was praying to the Lord, said, look, we're not supposed to go out of the house, but Lord, would you send someone down the street? down the streets so that we might be able to tell them about you. And they said it wasn't very long, but a few moments, and noticed, they noticed someone walking down the street. And when they seen that person walking down the street, they went out and began to strike up a conversation. And that conversation led to a conversion. Why? Why did they do that? Because God will place people in your lives, even when in the midst of circumstances where it looks impossible. It looks like, hey, God can. And he promises that he will make us. I'm so glad we don't have to perform to be fishers. All we just need is his power and trust him, put our faith in him, and allow him to bring the people into our life. He will do that. In closing, and I am closing with this, it says this, and it's a statement. I'm going to read, read this to you twice for this purpose. The first time you'll probably hear it. The second time, I want us, I want us to comprehend it. You can go after the lost without following Christ. But here's the last part, and it's very important. But you cannot truly follow Christ without going after the lost. Let me give you that again. You can go after the lost without following Christ, but you cannot truly follow Christ without going after the lost. Our purpose on this earth is to seek those who are lost, 
to tell them what Jesus Christ has done in our lives, what he did for us, how he forgave us of our sins, and how he's given us a home in heaven, not because we deserve it, but because of his love, his mercy, and his grace. I think about the maniac of Gadara. Remember, he wanted to stay with Jesus. And he asked him, hey, let me stay with you. Let me be with you. And Jesus told him this, no, go home to your friends and tell them the great things that I have done for thee. May we, this coming week and the weeks ahead, be followers of Christ. And not only be followers of Christ, may we be fishing for mankind. And allow Him to do a great work in the hearts of those who are around us. Let's close in prayer. Thank you. Father, we thank You for the opportunity to uh, assemble here together. I pray, Holy Spirit, would You work in our hearts? Would You convict us? Would You change us? Would You help us to keep our priorities and our focus in place And Lord, would you help us to allow the principles that you've given in your word and your directions that you've given as our leader to to govern and guide our lives. And God, we, we enable you and allow you to make us what you want us to be. God, I pray for those that are in this room. May you help us to be mindful of the souls that are around us. May we see souls in heaven because of this message and the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.